just buy 10 or $100. If you know nothing about crypto, buy like 10 or $100, an amount to you which you don't care if you lose. The market is trending upwards. If you look at the past few years, we've gone from a few dollars to up to nearly $70,000. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today's guest, crypto. Let's talk crypto. You know why? Because it's on the kind of tip of our tongues a lot of the time. It's moving really quickly. Is it gambling? Is it asset allocation? What are NFTs? We're going into this whole world of digital where a lot of people don't understand it. They're very um, skeptical. But I want to try and give you as much education around this as possible so you can make better decisions when it comes to thinking about what digital assets you potentially buy. My guest on the show today is otherwise known as Crypto Jack. He's a pilot that turned YouTuber that creates videos about crypto and generating wealth. His educational videos have amassed over 200,000 followers on his YouTube channel, which have seen him sharing the best practices for new investors, tutorials for beginner crypto enthusiasts, tips for buying and trading coins, and how you can earn money using NFTs. He has a gift for educating his viewers on pretty complex topics. So listen up because he's with me here in Dubai today and we're going to get stuck into the topic and I'm certain we'll have a lot to learn from him. Please welcome to the show the awesome Jack Skip. Cue the music. Okay, so let's talk about these sponsors, all right? First of all, Smartcast. Have you ever heard about them? Maybe not, but they are solving the problem of food security. We are having a population that's increasing to grow over the years, and as it grows, there's less and less land able to be farmed to provide the food that's needed. Smartcast use modern food technology and security to bypass the traditional structures, and by doing so, enable smart farming to take place please go and check them out. Arabian Business is the leading source of business news and analysis. And I, for one, get my information from there when I'm doing my research on the podcast for guests, but also knowing what's going on in the region so that I can keep my finger on the pulse. And if you want a 25% discount on the subscription, then go to arabianbusiness.com, okay, with a discount code ABEXEC. That's A-B-E-X-E-C. Do it right now, get that discount, and guess what? You can get access to all the information that I do and keep your finger on the pulse of all business news here in the region. And lastly, to Najahi Events, an event organizer that's run by a lady called Alpha Mustafa, who's become a really good friend of mine over the years. She brings hugely talented, motivational speakers into the Middle East to inspire, educate, and teach us all, really, how we can be better at living our lives and building our businesses. So go check each one of those out. I'd really appreciate it. Right, let's talk about crypto. Nice. Okay, Crypto Jack's your, your social media name. Yep. Jack, thanks for coming to join me today. No problem. We have spent six or seven episodes of this podcast really trying to dig deep and understand the world of crypto. Yep. Um, Robert Breedlove, Raoul Paul, and to name a few. We had the founder of Ethereum on the show as well because we really wanted people to get a better education and understand what's going on, what they should do, what they shouldn't do. So I'm just going to imagine, okay, that you were born, you went to school, you got an education and you learned about crypto when you were 11 years old uh, and your whole life has been about crypto. Or am I wrong? Did you do something else first? No. Uh, actually, my bef before I started crypto, I was a, a pilot. Um, I was doing my training to become a pilot. And um, basically, I had to save up uh, some money to pay for the next portion of my training. Uh, I created a business, which I then was lucky enough to sell. And uh, I sold it for not a crazy amount, around $20,000. And I put all of this um, into Bitcoin. Maybe it wasn't the smartest idea, um, but uh, it, it worked out pretty well. Bitcoin was around $1,500. I put everything into Bitcoin. And from there, I just kind of jumped into the rabbit hole of Bitcoin and crypto on the forums and YouTube videos and just completely like in, engulfed my life into it. Um, from then, 2017. So 2017 is when you got it? Yep. Okay. And before, before, in that lead-up period, what what had you learned about crypto, and particularly Bitcoin? Had you been a real student, or were you somebody that had heard somebody else say? Well, funny story. Crypto. Actually, it was my dad who told me to get into crypto. Never. Yeah, yeah, really? my dad. Yeah, yeah. What does your dad do? Uh, he's a, he's a pilot as well. He's retired now, but he was a pilot. 
So I wanted to kind of follow in his footsteps. Um, I always enjoyed like cars, aviation, stuff like that. So I wanted to follow in his footsteps. But like throughout his life, he's been like investing in different things, always investing in new opportunities. And he invested in Bitcoin probably maybe six months or so before I did. Um, so I just sold my, my business. It was a drop shipping business. Uh, I sold it. I had $20,000 and I, it was just sitting there and I needed to kind of um, do something with it. So he was talking to me about Bitcoin. He said he bought a few Bitcoin and um, it was really interesting. So I said, okay, let, let me do some research. I just looked at it for maybe half a day and thought, sod it, I'm putting it all in. And then it went from there. And so what <laughs> platform did you use? Uh, oh, geez, this is years ago. I think it must have been like Coinbase or Bittrex. I think it was Bittrex. The bitch, did Bittrex close? Bit, no, Bittrex is still open. Bittrex is yeah, still open. Oh, yeah, Bittrex. Or maybe Bitfinex. I get confused, but it was one of these, Bittrex or Bitfinex. Okay, so you're sitting there. Okay, so how old were you in 2017? Uh, this was around uh, five years ago, so I was like 23. So 23 years old. Okay, so kind of like, we're kind of like we bigger risk takers when we- Yeah, of course, you've okay, got so less to lose. Takers. But 20,000 is all you've got to your name. So yeah, the, everything. So you're all in on I, I, I put back. I put everything in crypto and I couldn't even um, afford to eat. I had to like just have meals at home and stuff because I put everything in, every cent. So I just thought, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it all in. Maybe it's not that, it, go, looking back, I probably wouldn't have done it again. And I wouldn't advise people to do that now. Definitely not. Um, because always with the good sides, there's also a bad side. Like um, one person wins, another person loses kind of thing. So. Maybe I did it like, like this and it worked out, but if someone else were to try it, maybe it wouldn't. Okay, but that, that's, that's essentially putting all of your savings into something is... Reckless. <laughs> a gamble, well, you say reckless, yeah, yeah. again, it worked out for you. So you can, you know, had you lost everything, it's reckless. Yeah, of course. Had yeah. you made a lot of money, then you, you know, you were you're yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. So you, you've put all this money in, where I come from, that would, that would mean, you know, you're exposed, really exposed. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, so the old sphincter muscle definitely. was going. And this was like my first ever investment. I never, I didn't have any like stocks or, or any, like, literally crypto was my first ever, I wouldn't even call it traditional investment because it's not traditional, just investment in general. So, I mean, I was extremely naive at the time, um, but still it, it worked. Okay, so you put it in there and you just left it in there and you never took it out? Uh, I just left it in there, yeah. It was around 10 to around about 10 Bitcoin, something maybe 12 or 13, something around that range. And I just left it in there for a good few months. And then I thought, hey, this is really cool. And I, I really liked watching people on YouTube talk about it. So that's where I got the idea for my, actually my dad as well told me to make a YouTube channel. So I owe a lot of what I have to, to him. So um, yeah. That is so <laughs> unusual to hear a story of the young guy having the old guy. Because the funny thing is he paid for all my flight training. So then he told me to make a YouTube channel, which kind of goes against what he paid for my training for. So, but yeah, I'm very I thankful. love your dad, man. <laughs> How old is your dad? Uh, 62, I think. Okay, so he's relatively young. So your dad's 62. I actually retired him like three months ago. So- um, You retired him? Yeah, yeah, he was a pilot for Fly Dubai, Emirates in Dubai. And um, he was getting like really stressful night flight. So I said, I'll just give you your salary and pay your rent and everything and you can just stay at home and ah, enjoy life. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to do. <laughs> yeah, because I have most of what I have now because of him. So um, That's always, a really nice yeah. thing to do. So tell me, did you buy those coins, hold those coins, never sell those coins, or did you sell them at some point thinking, well, they've really gone high, I better get out now? <laughs> so what I did is basically, um, when I created my YouTube channel, most of my income then was in crypto. Like I didn't make any money for the first six, seven, eight months. But then when I did, it was all in crypto. So I was kind of getting crypto as a salary or income from my business. So I didn't specifically sell those 10 or 12 coins, but I did change some of them for like Ethereum and XRP and other things like this back in the day. So I didn't sell them, I just swapped some of them. But those like 10 original coins, I still have them. I, I'm not gonna sell them. That's really interesting. So <laughs> how did you make money out of the YouTube channel? Uh, first of all, it was ad revenue, then it was sponsorships, it was affiliates, and I also have a, a crypto course as well. So there's many, many different revenue revenue streams. So you teach people to buy and invest in crypto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. and 
we've got people here. We've got Claire here. Yeah. Okay. So Claire's a novice. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't Tell really them. know much about it. Okay. Alex is he buys and sells land on the metaverse, so we'll probably have more <laughs> oh, of an nice. intelligent conversation with you. Okay. You've got me that's probably in between the both. I buy a bit. Okay, I've got some money there. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, uh, I, I, I get excited by different people's stories. Um, and I get excited by people that have been around the block and have been involved in the crypto space for a while, um, sitting on my podcast mm-hmm. saying, you have to do this, you have to do that. Yeah. You know, you're mad if you don't yeah. do this. So it becomes rather compelling when I sit and listen of to Of course. If, if I was a young man, now and I was sitting there and I've, I've got some money, I've sold a house, I've got 50 grand in the bank um, and I'm 25 years old and I'm really interested in the whole world of digital and I know that's been around a while and NFTs have become part mm-hmm. of the conversation and I really don't understand it. If I invested all of my money into NFTs or crypto, mm-hmm. am I totally speculating right at now? This point, at this point, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it just because, um, although in my case scenario worked out very well, Looking back, it was not a smart thing. Uh, what I tell new people in crypto, like anyone here or anyone watching, is just buy ten or a hundred dollars. If you know nothing about crypto, buy like ten or a hundred dollars, an amount to you which you don't care if you lose. And this kind of brings you into the ecosystem and lets you experience like how you buy it, how you sell it, what it looks like in your wallet, what different wallets you can have, and it kind of you can learn a lot more by just doing it than than watching or reading about it. So that's what I say. Just. 10 or $100, and if you like it, if you get a kind of grip to it, okay, cool, you can dive like deep into it. If you don't like it, if it's not for you, then it doesn't matter. Maybe you've just lost 50 or $100, but that's what I would first start with, start by doing. And also NFTs, you can buy NFTs. You don't have to buy a CryptoPunk or a Bored Ape for hundreds of thousands of dollars. You can just buy any NFT on OpenSea. Maybe it's for $100 or something like that, just so you can see the process of buying it and seeing it in your wallet. You can then put it on your Apple Watch if you want, or Cool things like this, so you can understand kind of the, the hype and the craze around NFTs and crypto, and just it gives you a much more deeper understanding. And I almost guarantee that once people put a little bit of money in, they're going to want to put a lot more in. Um, I wouldn't necessarily put a big chunk of money in. For example, if you had 50,000 pounds or dollars, I wouldn't just put it all in. The, the safest and the smartest thing to do, first of all, is this, if this is all of your net worth, I wouldn't put it all in. I would allocate like a, a percentage of it because you don't want to be too overexposed. And also you want to make sure you have money to pay your rent and bills and stuff like that. But I would like dollar cost average in. So whether it be you put a thousand pound or 2000 pound in uh, a week, a month, a year, whatever it is for your budget, that's what I recommend doing. So pretty much everyone in crypto is in the understanding that the market is trending upwards. If you look at the past few years, we've gone from a few dollars to up to nearly $70,000. So the overall trend is upwards. So it doesn't really matter if you buy Bitcoin at 38,000 or 42,000 or 63,000. If the long-term trend is upwards and you're buying on an average, you're just buying like average points on the way up. So that's the best way to do it in my opinion. I was at an event in Abu Dhabi where I was hosting, where I met you. Yeah, yeah, at the F1, yeah. At the F1. And you, I don't know the names of everybody else. I know Da Vinci, yep. and there was, was there Chris was four of you. Yeah, yeah the German yeah. is he German yeah. guy? Yeah, MM Crypto, Chris. Okay. Yeah. So there's the group of you there, and and you're on stage, and you're talking about, and this was when I think it was sitting around the fifty-five thousand mark, maybe. Yep. Okay. And you were talking about where Bitcoin's going to be valued in the future mm-hmm. in two thousand and twenty-five. Can you remember what price you said it'd be at two thousand twenty-five? Oh, twenty-five. It's I would have said hundreds of thousands of dollars, most likely. I would say maybe two or three hundred thousand dollars at least probably i said okay you said between you all of you said between 250 and 500 yeah I, I i agree by that yeah. yeah really yeah and so when you hear that what you have to remember is that and okay that that was a different type of audience but when the average man on the street hears that i believe there's three things in the world that people if you sell this to them they want yeah. okay and if you sell any of these three things for sure you'll make a living Okay, number one, okay, yep. how to get a million followers overnight, <laughs> all right? Everyone wants significance. Of course. All right, number two, how to lose weight fast, how I yep. can lose 10 kilos in the next week, all right? <laughs> yep. You've got a solution for that, I'm in. Oh yeah, yeah. I need it too. <laughs> <laughs> and also, how to get rich quick. Yep. So if you're selling any of those three things, there's always gonna be an audience that wants to buy because those three things matter. Of course, yeah, of course. Okay, so when 
you see the rise of cryptocurrencies over the course of the last seven or eight years. You see the rise of these prices that have been, like, they've smashed the stock market to yeah. bits. Everything else that competes, they've been blown into oblivion when you look at the numbers. And then you have guys like you that stand up on stage and say, yeah, by 2025, yeah, maybe 250, 500, that would be I don't, our, our guess. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah, I'm not saying you, yeah, you're predicting yeah, 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 yeah. it. That would be our guess. But it doesn't matter whether it's your guess yeah. or whether you're predicting it, actually, because if you're in that space, okay, people are like, well, he's wearing the nice clothes. He's, he's driving a nice car. So maybe if, maybe if he's, he's doing right. that, maybe he knows what he's talking about. Because everybody wants to get rich quick, people have looked into this. Yeah. And, and even, and I'm going to say NFTs now as well, NFTs, people are sitting there getting involved to get rich quick. Of course, yeah. It's scary oh, yeah. because there will be people that lose money. Of course, when there's winners, there's losers. Yeah, but there'll be people that lose their shirt. Oh yeah. Yeah. You talk about investing on a on a monthly, quarterly basis, a dollar cost average or yeah. unit cost average, yeah. we call it, which I think is really sound sound advice. But if I if I don't know what to invest in, mm -hmm. okay, where do I start? How many coins are there? Oh, thousands. Thousands. Probably. I would guess more than 10,000 even off the top of my head, but only there's probably only like less than a thousand that have like real significance okay. because you can make a you could make a coin in five minutes and put it put it out there less than five minutes. So I can make a Spencer coin? Yeah, in five minutes. There's websites that you just put in the amount of coins you want, the price and you click generate and it makes it. Crazy. Okay. But it doesn't mean that coin has value because it's only worth what someone will pay you for it. And people talk a lot about NFTs, they talk about utility. Stop looking at the piece of art, start thinking yep. about the utility behind it. Yep. And I think with coins, it's the same, isn't yep. it? Apart from Bitcoin, it's like with Ethereum, there's utility. Yep. Bitcoin's like the grandfather. Kind yeah, of. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's the only one that doesn't have a utility. I guess so. A decentralized and kind of untouchable, I guess you could say, is yeah. kind of one of the utilities, the main Desirable, one. Desirable, but not a utility. Whereas, yeah. well, when you make a comparison yeah, yeah. to Ethereum, it's yeah, like, of right, course, Ethereum yeah. has this thing behind it that's got some substance. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, how, what, do, what do people do? Do they, do they just go with the top three and just spread their assets across the top three? Okay. Do they, because I, there's a guy that follows me online, yeah, and he's a massively into Phantom. Yep. All right. He yeah. lives here in Dubai, yeah. banging on about Phantom, 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 Phantom. Always with Pierre Gasly, the Formula One driver, because he's now sponsored by Phantom. You need to get Phantom. Well, Phantom, for most people, is just one of so many. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it can become overwhelming. Of course, yeah. Of you know, course. We had Doge and then we had Shibu, and I had somebody shouting at me, you need to buy Shibu. This was some time ago. Yeah, of course. And of course. Like, oh. It's because there's so much money. So whenever there's one like Ethereum, there's Solana, there's Cardano, there's like Phantom, there's these other ones, when there's like Shiba, um, Shiba Inu, there's Dogecoin, there's uh, Shiba Floki Inu, like there's hundreds that of guess what? They, yeah, they all, want a, they all want a slice of the pie. That, that's, I'm not saying they're all, all of them are bad, but of course there's only gonna be, in the next like 10 years, there's only gonna be a set few of them that will in fact um, survive. And probably I would say like 80 or 90% of these coins out there will fail like long-term, they just has to, it's just not possible. So finding, identifying the right ones is actually very difficult. I always say, start with a bit of Bitcoin and Ethereum and they're your main two ones. Once you've understood those and, and put a little bit of money into them, then you can start looking to other ones. But if, it, if it's kind of outside the top 20 or 50 now, it could be considered more, a lot more risky, but that's where you can have the, the real kind of gains. That's where you can have, um, for example, um, I have friends that purchase Solana just just a couple of dollars, like two, three dollars, and, and they experienced huge thousands of percent gains. But Solana was only like a top three, four hundred coin. So now when you go into coin market cap and see all the coins, if you if you go to like the third, fourth, fifth page and you see hundreds of coins, how do you know which one to buy? Well, you don't. You gotta do all your research, you gotta look at the team. It's a long process. You can't just um, randomly choose one to buy. If you randomly choose one in the top 10 to buy, probably you'll do okay in the next five to 10 years. However, if you want like the thousands of percent gains, you've got to do a lot of research. And that's why so many people watch YouTube videos because they don't have the time to do the research. They're working nine to five jobs. Of course, it's not the best thing to take advice from someone on the internet sat in their bedroom making a video. But if they can kind of narrow down like five or 10 coins that they like, you can then look into them yourself and choose one that's right for you. So I never recommend buying anything unless you know what it is, 
you've, you've done your research and you kind of understand the fundamentals and stuff behind it. I say this, I buy stuff that I don't know about. I have friends, a lot of friends in the industry, and they say like, oh, I'm buying this. So most, sometimes I just buy it, I don't research it. However, I'm at the stage now where if I lose that money I invested, it's not, it's not the end of the world for me. So the risk is smaller than maybe someone watching at home. So that's what I would say. Start with a bit of Bitcoin, a bit of Ethereum, and then do your research on the other ones, maybe research on YouTube or articles or forums and get yourself engrossed in the... If, if, if I had to sit and select stocks to invest in, it's the same principle. Of course, yeah. Go You've and learn got about Amazon and your Google and, and stuff like that, which are probably safe long term. However, I don't know, penny stocks or whatever it may be, these are much riskier. It's, it's similar. Do you think that regulation of cryptocurrencies is going to stunt the potential? I don't think it's going to stunt it because um, we've seen like in El Salvador, they made Bitcoin legal. Yeah. In Ukraine, they made Bitcoin legal tender. And this stuff is, is, in my opinion, it's helping. When we see like America and stuff like that put, put out bad news and bad press conferences about Bitcoin and stuff or crypto in general, yes, it makes the market go down in the short term. But I think long term, it's not going to matter because in my opinion, crypto is here to stay, whether the, government, whether the governments like it or not. Bitcoin is created to circumvent these government restrictions. Like I can send money to somebody in Africa without knowing them, without having a, to have a bank transfer for three or four days, uh, without it being approved with Western Union. I can send it A to B without any questions, completely decentralized, like peer to peer without any questions. And that's why Bitcoin was created to, to stop this kind of uh, centralization of the banks and, and the money just the government printing money like uh, like crazy and uh, causing mass inflation. Um, so I think regulation in the long term will be good, uh, in my opinion. Actually, I'm on a, a board of 10 different people and we're working with the Dubai government to kind of help shape the law of crypto, uh, which is really cool. Wow. So, yeah. Getting the opportunity to shape a law. It makes me, makes me think about that time where I saw Mark Zuckerberg being interviewed in front of the uh, the, 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 the law courts, I can't remember how, how it was, but they were like, they said to him, would, would you um, be happy t sharing it in the name of the hotel that you're staying in at the moment? And, and, and he said, well, no, I wouldn't. And what they were trying to do was trying to say, yeah, but you know, oh, yeah. The, the apps are able to follow and track everyone where they are, so why can't we know where you are type of thing? That's true, yeah. Um, and, and, and basically these 60-year-old people didn't understand, you know, they're politicians, they didn't understand yeah, how the internet really worked, how social media really worked. It's like uh, taxis with Ubers. Of course, taxi drivers don't like Uber drivers. Of course they don't. It's just the same with banks and crypto. Of course, banking doesn't like crypto. But recently, I think just this week, HSBC was seen to purchase some land in the metaverse. So um, whether they like it or not, they're going to have to adopt it or just get left in, in the past. Okay. You just said it before I asked the question. Okay. What the F is the metaverse? <laughs> I'm not like so deep in the metaverse. I know a little bit about it, but I'm sure there's many people that can this just tell you more, even more about it, but it's basically just a, an online like community, uh, basically that you can hang out in, you can also own land in there as well. It's just like a, it's almost in an extremely basic term, like a, a video game, but it's real life in, in that kind of sense. So, I mean, it's been going absolutely crazy over the last like few years. And I think it's at such a small, small stage and so many people are buying land in the metaverse and kind of, I have one friend of a friend who's rent, he bought a plot of land in the metaverse for a few thousand dollars years ago. And now he's renting it out to Nike for around 60 to $70,000 per month, which is insane. So there is 100% traction there, 100%. It just, uh, and then the Web 3.0, do you understand what that is? Yeah, I mean, it's all very kind of early stages, but I think it's going to be the future, of course. We have Web 2.0, and I think it's just natural that we move to to Web 3.0, and of course, it's it's going to take time. We're not there yet, I don't think. But probably in the next five years or so, we're going to see a lot more kind of growth into it. How much time do you spend studying and researching every day, every week? How much is allocated to you know mastering your knowledge? Uh, as of now, in the last kind of few months, I haven't spent so much. But in the past, especially during uh, the pandemic and stuff, I spent a lot of time watching YouTube videos and kind of researching about different things because there was not so much to do. We were all locked down and stuff. So this was actually a very useful time. Um, but over the past few months, I haven't, I'm just so busy. I don't have time in my day. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of new things come out in crypto and I don't know about them as soon as 
maybe someone sitting at home that can research this stuff all day. I'm just so busy with like all day meetings and, and stuff like that. I'm sure, I'm sure you know that, but I really try to watch a lot, the most amount of content I can on YouTube about this stuff because it's such a quick, easy way to, to understand it without having to, with someone that already understands it, you can just immediately type in what is the metaverse or how to buy land in the metaverse and just immediately have the same knowledge as that person that's maybe been researching it for months and months. So in my opinion, that's the, the best way to do it. And when I do research these kind of topics, that's, that's the way I do it. And do you have your favorite people that you go to to learn from? Um, yeah, there's one called Coinburu, I believe he's... Uh, Coin what? Coinburu. Coinburu. Uh, uh, Burra, Burra, I can't pronounce this word. So C-O-I-N-B-U-R-U. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. Something like this, yeah. So he's really good. He posts like daily videos about this stuff. Okay. And um, it, it's a great resource, yeah. So you go to him. Your, your YouTube channel is called Crypto Jack? Yep. And so what, what type of content are you producing to educate people every day? I, I produce uh, mainly like trading and stuff like this and market analysis and stuff like this. He produces more like um, general news and stuff like, and upcoming things and stuff like that. I'm more like in the charts looking at Bitcoin, Ethereum, telling like my audience like which way I think it potentially could go. I update some things about the news as well, like like very large things, but mainly it's tech, technical analysis. Okay, so, you, so, so essentially if I started, started consuming all of your content and I had some money you know, with a Binance account that was invested, yep. you'd be teaching me what to look for to make my trading decisions. Yeah, effectively, but I'm just telling you what I'm doing and then it's yeah, not, I know not, you have to be careful. Yeah, yeah, how you it's not it. technically you can't fine. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I get I'm that. just broadcasting what I'm doing, and if you want to follow it, that's that's yeah. uh, non-problem. Because no the problem. last thing you want is anyone going. Of course, you yeah, told yeah. me to invest in this, but they all tell you when they do well. <laughs> <laughs> have you had have you ever had people come back when you when you? Yeah, yeah. We see it. people in the comments saying like, "Oh, thank you. I, I invested in this, and I made so much money." Or I followed one of your trades, and I made. X amount of thousands. What about the flip side? Yeah, of course, because um, I post like when I make a loss and stuff, when I buy some, I post about that as well. I don't just only post about my wins because that's not real life. When you have three or four wins, of course, there's one or two like losses as well. That's just how it is. It's just in the long term and, and overall, if you're winning more than you're losing, then I think you're pretty solid. I was with Stephen Bartlett, as you saw on stage the other day. Yeah. And when I was chatting to him about it, he said something to me and you've said exactly the same thing. He said, to, he, all his friends were asking about NFTs. And so he's like, look, this is, he sent them the link, open an account, take $500 and buy one. Yeah. Because until you do that, nothing matters. Nope. Ignore the whole subject. You literally have to go through that process of doing it so you understand what's yeah. involved. This, and I, I believe the same goes with buying any cryptocurrency as well. Yeah open an account. Now, there are some accounts that are more kind of user-friendly than others. Mm -hmm. um, I know that, for example, eToro doesn't actually buy the actual asset. It's expensive fees though, very expensive, expensive fees. fees. Okay, and then you've got Binance, which can be, to the naked eye of, of an uneducated investor, some, somewhat confusing. Oh no, it's definitely confusing. I, I think Coinbase is by far the easiest one. Coinbase is easier. You and then you've got crypto.com as well. Yeah, this is very good. They also have a, a Visa card as well. So if you make a lot of money in crypto or something, you can actually have one. You can spend your crypto anywhere you could spend with a Visa card or MasterCard. And But yeah, the, definitely the best one is Coinbase. You can log on there, put your card details in and, and buy $1 or 10 or 100 or $100,000 worth of crypto in just a few minutes. The fees are higher than something like Binance. Um, however, the, the simplicity and the, fir the first time you get in there, it's much easier to do. Okay, let's talk about fees. Yep. So traditionally when you buy and sell investments that are, that are non-digital, yep. there'll be a spread, a, mm -hmm. a bit of yeah, of course, spread, yeah. okay? Same as when you buy currency, and that spread can be between two and 5% typically, yep. yeah? So that's where the fees are. Yep. When you're buying cryptos, you don't have that spread. No. So you, you don't do have that spread there. So where are the fees? The fees in, it's called a maker and taker fee. So basically there's a fee when you buy and there's a fee when you sell. It's uh, extremely low. It's like 0.025 or something like this. And it, it depends what kind of exchange you're on. If you're on a, a spot exchange or derivatives exchange, it, it really depends. It, I can't tell you one fee that all the platforms have because every platform has different fees for different things. But if you, for example, buy $100 worth of fee, $100 worth of Bitcoin on Coinbase, maybe you'll pay like five or $6 fee. Um, whereas if you buy it on Binance, you'll pay less. You'll probably pay one or $2. However, you have to, maybe Binance have, I think Binance have a fee on-ramp, but it's just Coinbase, especially from a UK, Coinbase is 
extremely easy to use. And if, if you're just buying $100 and it's your first time, you don't really mind if you pay five or $6 fee. It's just kind of the, the, the gateway to crypto in that kind of sense. But anyone- True initiation. Yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> initiation fee. <laughs> but anyone, they're putting serious money in, they wouldn't probably do that on Coinbase. They would um, either do a OTC deal over the counter if it's like millions and millions of dollars, so it doesn't affect the market or they would just go on to Binance and, and do it like that. So if they wanted to do an OTC deal, where would they do that? Um, there's many places in Dubai. Um, for example, if I want to sell crypto, sometimes I'll do that. And you, um, not always if it's millions of dollars, but most these big institutions that you see, the buying like $100 million of Bitcoin, they don't, don't just log on to Binance and, and wire them 100 million and buy it. It will be an over-the-counter, like behind closed doors kind of deal. So it doesn't affect the market, specifically with altcoins as well. Because if you buy like $10 million worth of Bitcoin, the price may go up a little bit. It's not going to affect it so much. $100 million, yeah, it's probably going to push it up a good few percent. Um, whereas an altcoin, if you buy 50 or $100 million of that, depending on the market cap, um, it could just absolutely shoot it up and then it would dump right back down. So. It's, it doesn't look natural and organic, so they tend to do this behind closed doors. So maybe the founders or someone who has a lot of uh, a lot of um, that particular asset or coin, they will agree like a private a private deal for it. Okay, got it. Now, Crypto.com sponsored the Staples Arena yep. with a seven hundred million dollar ten year crazy. Deal. They're the title sponsor for Formula One, yep. which is again hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, yes. They've been in business four years. Yep. Is all of their revenue from fees? A lot of it will be from fees, yeah. Um, well, how much money must they have under management? Yeah, at crypto.com, it's a little bit like um, Coinbase a little bit. So they charge slightly higher fees maybe than something like Binance. However, they have a lot of different things. They have like their Visa card, they have staking, they have their own uh, native coin as well. So they made probably hundreds of millions, if not billions from their native coin as well. So they have a lot of different um, revenue streams. And of course, they're like one of the most popular exchanges now, especially for newcomers, for example. Um, it's so easy to go, go and make yourself a crypto.com account and you can just buy crypto on there. You can get a little Visa card, which I've got, and spend it. Yeah, I've seen the Visa yeah, card. Yeah. So, and then they're going to allow you to buy NFTs as well through there. Uh, I don't think now you can, but maybe in the future, of course, like most companies will sort of adapt that as well. Yeah. Wow, it's such a fascinating world. Oh, yeah, it's ever changing as well. Yeah. What are the typical questions that the average man on the street asks you? Are they, you must be asked the same what, questions. What thing to buy? It's always what do I buy to get, make money? What do I buy to, to get rich? So everybody it's wants always to the, It's always the same thing. Like, and then they look back on the history of something like Solana and see its growth and they're like, well, how do I find that one? I know. The next one of those, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, they, they just, they come up to me and they want me to like shake a ball and be like, oh, Cardano, buy that. Like, it, it doesn't work like that. Like everything that you want to buy, maybe you see someone that bought and had a couple of thousand percent gains, behind the scenes they were probably researching for months or if they got lucky their friend told them about it and they just invested in it. But I've been told by coins, by friends, um, like this is the next thing, buy it, I bought it and just like three months ago I lost $400,000 buying it. Um, so it happens on the, on the bad side, the flip side as well, it's just that hopefully you can have more wins than losses. So just because someone tells you something to buy it doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna go to the moon and and stuff like that. How much money have you made out of cryptocurrencies? Um, I'm just gonna say over $10 million. Over $10 million? Yeah, I'll keep With it With a that. starting point of 20,000? Yep. Uh, over how long? Um, actually, really over the course of about two years, because I didn't really make much money for the first year and a half, kind of maybe two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000 a month, but nothing like life-changing. And did you take any of your $10 million plus and put it into traditional assets. Yeah, I have around, um, not a crazy amount, around 100K in like traditional, I think, um, index funds, stuff like that. I bought a villa and a, an apartment. Um, I have uh, two cars, which are worth around a million dollars. Um, and some watches, I bought some gold, some silver. Um, okay, so you bought some traditional. Yeah, I've got some stuff as well, but so still. Cars, cars go down in value. No, 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 not mine. Uh, so before, previously I had a Lamborghini Huracan which I bought for uh, 550,000 dirhams. I drove it for a year and I sold it for 610,000 dirhams. Uh -huh. So I made 60,000 dirhams. Because of second-hand car yeah, prices. Yeah, of course. This is an unusual time. Yeah, and if you're buying like a, an exotic car you don't, in Dubai, you don't necessarily lose money on it. So um, like, for example, I have a, a G-Class, a G63. I bought this for um, 
800,000 dirhams, but now because you can't buy them, they're worth a million dirhams. So I've made like 40, 50,000 pounds driving it for a year. So I'm always like try to be very small. I would never just go to a show showroom and buy a brand new car that I know will depreciate 30, 40% in the next year. I wouldn't do that. I always try to be somewhat smart with my money. And if I wanted to liquidate my cars and sell them, I could go and sell them right now and get the cash in probably an hour. And did you buy the property cash? Uh, yes. Get mortgages. Yeah, no, it's not a mortgage. So it's like a, a four-year payment plan. Oh, uh, off and off plan. Type yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's no banks involved. You just make the payments. Okay. So I bought a uh, townhouse and an apartment. Okay. How old are you? 28. How many other people at 28 do you think are worth $10 million plus? That I know a lot. <laughs> but in, uh, in the crypto universe, yeah, a lot. But uh, in traditional kind of uh, senses, not so many. And compared to like my friends and stuff back home where I came from, no, I, do, do you think, and, I, and I've seen some of you guys hanging together, okay, yeah, I, physically I've yeah, seen, yeah. but also on socials. Do you think, and, and again, this is not a leading question, it's just yeah, an honest question. Yeah. Do you think you have a responsibility to not influence people too much mm -hmm. into thinking they can get rich quick by living that life yeah some of course people would say because it, 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 be honest, agree, okay, you got your, you got your beautiful missus you got your, lo your lovely holidays that you're on your nice cars all of you guys are in a kind yeah, of like yeah. in that a same bubble. kind of <laughs> well yeah call it a bubble that kind of kind of like we're successful world yeah which young people will look at that and go i want to be like him yeah of course yeah of i want to be like jack right what have i got to do what of did course. jack do what have i got to do is is there is there a part of you that that has some concern or worries or is careful to you know just be sensitive to that yeah, situation. Oh, definitely. Um, I think that probably 99% of people that want to achieve something like me, they will fail. It's just how it is. If you look at most new businesses, like most people fail when they do it. It's just how it is. Whether the person doesn't put enough effort in, they invest at the wrong time. There's like thousands of different reasons why they can fail. And it's not necessarily their fault. It's not. It's just how it's set up. The markets and the world is set up to take your money. That's just how it is. Um, it's just how it's set up. So I think I do have a responsibility. That's why I tell people um, not to just put everything in. I always try and tell them, just put a little bit in. You don't have to, for example, if someone has $5,000 and they want to invest it to have a life like me, then putting this $5,000, it's not going to get them a life like I or my friends have in the next six months or year. It's just not going to happen. So it's much better that you are um, a, lo a lot more risk cautious and you put a little bit in and over time as you as you understand it put then put much more money in but of course it's um, a lot of people see us and they say like I want to have a life like you I want to have as much money as you but I, I want to say like I'm honestly no happier now than I was four or five years ago when I lived in uh, a shared apartment in America when I was at school like I'm in fact maybe I was happier then a little bit like really I had I got maybe like six hundred dollars a month to live on for like um, excluding my rent, like food and stuff. And I would, have, I would have a great time. I would spend like 500 of those dollars in the first week. And then the next three weeks I would live on like noodles and Ramen, stuff like yeah. that. And I had such a good time. Like I was even happier then than I am now. So- um, But what's interesting about that is that, that you, can, you can acknowledge that, but don't forget, you know, what you just said at the beginning of the conversation about being able to retire your dad. Yeah, of course, of that, course. That's, yeah. that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, of course. It and really is. One very, thing very I, I want to say is when you see people buying like a new fancy car or a new fancy watch or a new fancy house, you have to understand that once you bought this, it becomes the new norm. So like say, for example, um, I recently bought a Ferrari like uh, two months ago. It was, I think, four or $500,000. And I was excited to get it, but after a week, I was just like, nah, like whatever. It's a car. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. It's no different. And, and that's, and maybe in a year or two time, I'll buy another Lamborghini or a Bugatti or whatever it may be. And like for a week, it's amazing. And then it just becomes the normal. It just becomes like my first car was a, a Renault Clio, like a two door. And it just becomes like that. Like if someone driving a Renault Clio was to then get an Audi sports car, it's, they have the same feeling as I have. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a Lamborghini or Ferrari. But the feeling is still the same. You're getting a new car, they're excited to get it. And after probably a couple of months, that new car feeling or new house feeling or new watch feeling, it wears off. Yeah. And it's the same thing, it just multiplied, but it doesn't make you, I'm not significantly more happy getting a Ferrari than someone is significantly as happy getting a, a new Audi. It's the same feeling. Tell me, do you think about charity? Yeah. Do you get involved in charity? Yeah, yeah. so uh, my friend Chris, he's actually helping build schools all around the world. 
and I've donated around ten to twenty thousand dollars for that over the past oh, few months. Okay. So we built um, a school in uh, Mexico. There's a school in uh, Thai, future schools in Thailand as well. And we're hoping to build many more around the world. So yeah, definitely I do. So you're not only making money, you're trying to do good things. Yeah, of course I try to help. I try to help as well. I said I'm trying to find holes. I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to dig holes. I'm trying to find parts of you, okay, that people can identify with, so that they can point a finger. Oh, but, you, but you're not. You, no, you, yeah, I'm sure you, there's you, some. You stuff. come across as a decent human being. Um, you were the one that put the time, the effort in, and you and you took the risk and you've benefited from the reward. You're making sure that you don't tell people to all follow you and do exactly the same as you. And you're telling people that you're not an advisor, this is what you've done, and you're telling people to be very careful. They should be, yeah. You're not talking about stuff you don't understand. And, and to me, that ticks all the boxes of credibility. Of course, nobody, nobody is perfect. There's probably a million things I have wrong with me. Nobody is perfect. That, but I just try to be like an all-round good kind of person. I don't want someone to sit there and say like, I sold my house and put it all into this coin you said, and now I'm homeless and my wife's mad at me. And it's just not- It's 28 uh, years old. It's 28 <laughs> years old. It's pretty rounded, isn't There's it? There's many, many people like me though in, in crypto, many people like, um, yeah. <laughs> you when you were a kid at school, were you-, were you uh, I was a, almost like a businessman. I was selling like Coke and candies and stuff to people. You were selling drugs at school? No. Diet oh, diet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna like wow. Yeah, that's how I'm so rich. <laughs> no, okay, so you were the tuck shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Where, yeah, did you, where did you go to school? In Clitheroe. In Clitheroe. Okay. Yeah. And so you were always looking for opportunities to make money. Yep. And throughout my, uh, so a funny thing about me is a lot of my friends who do YouTube and stuff. This was their first ever business. For me, I probably had. 10 businesses that have failed before I had this YouTube business. Uh -huh. So I've had three other YouTube channels before this one. Uh -huh. I probably had six or seven or eight different businesses um, that mostly had some part of success, but in the long term they failed. Epic. So it's definitely not my first rodeo, so to speak. Mm. So I just think you, you have should remember, you have to remember that I have to remember that I'm 51 now. And when I was 28, I'd, I'd been through these steps and yeah, done yeah. a lot of stuff that you'd done. Just, if you yeah. just don't give up, eventually you will succeed. Of course, yeah. Absolutely. Like it's just, you have to succeed at something. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's an industry you like or you don't like or what, whatever it is, you have to succeed at some point. If you give it everything, you will succeed. Okay, last things. Um, what's your prediction for Ethereum this year? Ethereum, so now we're at around $2,500 as of filming this, give or take. The end of the year, it, it really depends on Bitcoin. That's the thing. So if okay, just if, give me a prediction um, on Bitcoin this year. So um, I think at least I said a few days ago on stage when I was speaking around the bullish target is around one hundred thirty thousand dollars in my opinion. Of course, it, it could not go to that very easily. It could we could see sideways action because we're kind of in a little bit of a bear market right now. So we could see sideways action. We could maybe go up to like fifty or sixty k, back down to thirty k, and just kind of ping in between these two ranges, but. If we really see some bullish traction, we could see over $100,000 this year. Most people were saying that last year, including me, myself as well. Mm -hmm. However, um, crypto can kind of uh, take its time. And um, when I say these pr predictions, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go up to $130,000 and then stay there. This just means it could like wick up there and then come back, come back down like 20, 30%. But at least we may hit that target. For Ethereum, we're around 2,500. I think Ethereum could easily be over $10,000, easily. In the all-time high, it was around $5,000, just um, not even so long ago, a few months ago, like three, four months ago, it was $5,000. Now we've retraced around 50% at $2,500. And I think there is, just look at the, the growth of the metaverse and NFTs and Web3, and a lot of this stuff is on the Ethereum blockchain. So of course, there's so much more growth than, uh, and users than there were last year this time. Uh, or six months ago, and the price was at all-time high. And now we're currently sitting at like 50% discount, and we've got so many more users, so much more traction, so much more development. And um, yeah, I think definitely the price could be over $10,000. And your mates that have all made a success of the crypto space, how, how many times or how often, or is it normal for them to leverage? Uh, trade with leverage? Yeah, they do, but um, the thing is you have to be very careful. Like, Trading with leverage is extremely risky, extremely yeah. risky. 
And um, starting out, I would, until you know how to trade on spot without leverage, I would not even touch something with leverage because you can lose money. Like I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in trades with leverage. It's very easy to lose money. Of course, on the flip side, it's very easy to make the money, but also as fast as you make it, you can lose it. That's the, the difficult thing. But, so I would really get an understanding of the spot market, how to trade without any leverage. So basically, whatever the money you have, that's the money you're trading with. And then I would you could maybe slowly get into leverage by using like a 2x. So it's multiplying your money by two. So if you have $10,000, then you can trade with effectively $20,000. Um, so to speak. So I would slowly do that and I would- What's the maximum you can leverage then? Oh, you can have like 100x. 100x? Easily, and there's platforms that do 250x. So the platform do 250x, so if you've got $10,000, it's 250x, it's yeah. $250,000? Uh, no. That's like, 2.5 yeah, million. Yeah, 2.5 million. Yeah, yeah. And then if it goes wrong, you lose your 10,000. Yeah, but the liquidation price, liquidation means the, the price that, if it hits this level, if the price goes down, um, if you're longing, if the price goes down, then you'll lose all of your funds. So it, the larger the leverage, the smaller the liquidation gap. So if you're trading with a, a 2x, the liquidation price might be there. But as you increase the leverage, the liquidation price comes up. So sometimes you can trade and the price can go down like $100 and you can lose everything. So it, it's very risky. I personally never trade with more than about a 10x. Interesting. But the, yeah. the people that have got the, 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 what do they say in that movie? Brass balls, the people. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you need some strong, strong balls to trade with leverage because it's nerve wracking. But many people trade with kind of like 20, 30, 40 X, but if they lose that 50 or 100 K, their life doesn't change. Like um, that's just the risk appetite they have. We've got some questions from my audience. Let's see if we can get those yep. questions that haven't been answered yet. Someone on my audience said, your website's fascinating. Could you tell us more about Bitcoin Blueprint? Yep, so. Okay, so tell us about that, okay. It's basically just a course. I started it in 2017, and um, it just helps people get an education, first of all, about crypto, and then it goes into a little bit about trading as well. So I have like a, my manager called Ben, and he helps all the students. He has like one-on-one -on -one, uh, mentorships with them and stuff like that, and helps them kind of grow their crypto portfolio. I'm actually in the process of filming new videos for that because the course um, the videos are around nearly a year old now, so crypto changes extremely fast. So now I'm updating that with new videos. But it's basically a course I can go pay for the course. How much course cost? Uh, but there's different ones between five hundred to a thousand dollars. But I want to say you don't have to buy the course. You can get all the information. That's the thing about courses. All the information in courses it's available free out there. You don't have to buy it. That's the thing. Like I don't want to sit here and say buy my course because maybe someone's not in the situation that they can afford to buy the course and they think buying the course will be their key to success. It's not. It's definitely not. So just because you buy this course doesn't mean you're going to make money. A lot of the information out there, not all of it, but a lot of it you can find on YouTube for free and that's where I would start. Okay. Again, these are questions from my audience. Okay. Why do you believe it's important to buy in the dips and what are some of the benefits in buying when the lows happen? Yeah, of course, it's uh, valuable to buy in the dips. The only thing is you don't want to buy in the dip and then it keeps dipping. <laughs> That's the only issue. Double dip. Yeah, <laughs> double dip, yeah. <laughs> so um, it's always good to buy the dips because you never want to buy when the price is going up because usually when the price is, uh, is going up, there will be a, a correction at some point uh -huh. and you always want to, you want to buy when others are fearful. Okay, makes sense. You believe that Bitcoin gives you your time back. Well, money is time, is it, time is, is money. So effectively, yes. <laughs> that's where that's come from. Okay, excellent stuff. I'm so, I'm so glad that I've got someone here sitting at 28 years old saying, my dad got me into crypto. That you've got no yeah, idea nice. How, how nice that makes it's me It's nice, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's lovely that it happened, yeah, period. Course. But a young guy, okay, because most dads, you know, most dads go like, to school and what? Yeah, no, pay the mortgage off. You know, yeah, of course, that's, that, yeah. that's your duty. Course, you know, yeah. you get yourself a sensible job for your dad to have the foresight to see something before you did. I mean, great, granted, you went balls out with your twenty grand. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. a scary thing to do. <laughs> but your dad coming to you with an investment opportunity. I mean, oh yeah, it, I, I just try and think about my dad. Yeah, you know, would he not have done something like that? My, my dad, if we, if we talked about that kind of stuff with my dad, my dad's the kind of guy that would not understand it at all. He'd do a little bit of research, okay? And he'd be his own worst enemy because he'd probably put five grand in or something, not a lot of money. And if he made 
10% over the course Take of three months. No. <laughs> no? He'd just go heavy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'd get addicted to good it. Good on him. Because he'd, all of a sudden he'd go, <gasps> opportunity. Yeah, good you on know? him. And it's a little bit like, you know, that's why like, he likes betting on the dogs and the horses. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, 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 the thing's about opportunity. Yeah, of course, yeah. And, um, you know, how can I find a shortcut to making getting rich quick? Oh, so yeah, yeah, The worst thing for him would be to put a few grand into it and make and 10% make in three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he'd probably have no pension left after Yeah, of course. There's a lot of emotional decisions that are made by people course, yeah. with, with crypto, I think. A lot of emotional decisions are made because everyone's wanting that, that, that yeah, golden opportunity. You have to take the emotion out of it because it's, yeah. not, it's not a rational way to invest, of course. In any market, it's not a rational way to invest emotion. And that's why so many people buy. They message me and say, like, I bought Bitcoin at like 66K or 68K. And that's because they're just emotionally like FUD, fear, uncertainty, doubt. And they just... Um, or they're just buying when it's going crazy because they think like it's gone from 40k to 70k in just a few months like what if i buy now it goes to 100k and they're trying to buy like right here when it's going up and it's just not the right time to buy you want to buy when everyone's thinking like geez this is this like is it over like is this thing going to zero that's when the best time is to buy what's Warren buffett say be fearful when everyone's and greedy when everyone's yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Fearful. yeah that's a, the best advice is out there like a, during a like last year during the pandemic when all the lockdowns were happening bitcoin or the year before bitcoin was like three thousand four thousand dollars and this was like the best opportunity to buy and all the the stocks and everything were at incredibly low prices as well and this was because everyone was so scared they're taking their money out and of course hindsight is so easy to say like just buy there you can't it's not the same to to, to say it's sitting here now than back then but if you can just buy when everyone is like uh, extremely fearful it's great it's not always the case for example if a company announces that they're in liquidation maybe it's not and people are fearful maybe then it's not the right time to apply this however with crypto and stuff like that it's 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 a great time mate it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for having me on i appreciate it i hope people can learn some stuff about it thanks very much for your time thank you mate thank you So hopefully you enjoyed learning more about crypto. If you're a novice in that space, just like I am really, Jack gave us a great insight of what's going on right now. And also, he's a really normal guy, isn't he? There's no ego, he's just a regular guy that worked out how it would work, how he could make money, and then to take $20,000 and you know take that gamble and turn it into over $10 million is quite remarkable. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed making it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, do me a favor and leave me a five-star rating. I know you don't want to. I know you've got other things to do, but I would really like you to. And at any other podcasting platform, leave us some love. Tell me what I'm doing right. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Tell me who you want me to interview, and I'll surely make that happen. I'll see you on the next episode.